In a city swollen by refugees, but still mostly at peace, or at least not yet openly at war, a young man met a young woman in a classroom and did not speak to her for many days. His name was Said and her name was Nadia, and he had a beard, not a full beard, more a studiously maintained stubble. And she was always clad from the tips of her toes to the bottom of her jugular notch in a flowing black robe. Back then, people continued to enjoy the luxury of wearing more or less what they wanted to wear, clothing and hair-wise, within certain bounds, of course, and so these choices meant something. It might seem odd that in cities teetering at the edge of the abyss, young people still go to class, in this case, an evening class on corporate identity and product branding. But that is the way of things, with cities as with life. For one moment, we are pottering about our errands as usual, and the next, we are dying. And our eternally impending ending does not put a stop to our transient beginnings and middles until the instant when it does. Said noticed that Nadia had a beauty mark on her neck, a tawny oval that sometimes, rarely but not never, moved with her pulse. Not long after noticing this, Said spoke to Nadia for the first time. Their city had yet to experience any major fighting, just some shootings and the odd car bombing, felt in one's chest cavity as a subsonic vibration like those emitted by large loudspeakers at music concerts. And Said and Nadia had packed up their books and were leaving class. In the stairwell, he turned to her and said, Listen, would you like to have a coffee? And after a brief pause added, to make it seem less forward, given her conservative attire. In the cafeteria? Nadia looked him in the eye. You don't say your evening prayers? She asked. Said conjured up his most endearing grin. Not always, sadly. Her expression did not change. So he persevered, clinging to his grin with the mounting desperation of a doomed rock climber. I think it's personal. Each of us has his own way, or her own way. Nobody's perfect. And in any case, she interrupted him. I don't pray, she said. She continued to gaze at him steadily. Then she said, maybe another time. He watched as she walked out to the student parking area, and there, instead of covering her head with a black cloth, as he expected, she donned a black motorcycle helmet that had been locked to a scuffed-up, hundred-ish cc trail bike, snapped down her visor, straddled her ride, and rode off, disappearing with a controlled rumble into the gathering dusk. The next day, at work, Said found himself unable to stop thinking of Nadia. Said's employer was an agency that specialized in the placement of outdoor advertising. They owned billboards all around the city, rented others, and struck deals for further space with the likes of bus lines, sports stadiums, and proprietors of tall buildings. The agency occupied both floors of a converted townhouse and had over a dozen employees. Said was among the most junior, but his boss liked him and had tasked him with turning around a pitch to a local soap company that had to go out by email before five. Normally, Said tried to do copious amounts of online research, and customize his presentations as much as possible. It's not a story if it doesn't have an audience, his boss was fond of saying, 
And for Said, this meant trying to show a client that his firm truly understood their business, could really get under their skin and see things from their point of view. But today, even though the pitch was important, every pitch was important, the economy was sluggish from mounting unrest, and one of the first costs clients seemed to want to cut was outdoor advertising. Said couldn't focus. A large tree, overgrown and untrimmed, reared up from the tiny back lawn of his firm's townhouse, blocking out the sunlight in such a manner that the back lawn had been reduced mostly to dirt and a few wisps of grass, interspersed with a morning's worth of cigarette butts, for his boss had banned people from smoking indoors. And atop this tree, Sayed had spotted a hawk constructing its nest. It worked tirelessly. Sometimes it floated at eye level, almost stationary in the wind. And then, with the tiniest movement of a wing, or even of the upturned feathers at one wingtip, it veered. Said thought of Nadia and watched the hawk. When he was at last running out of time, he scrambled to prepare the pitch, copying and pasting from others he had done before. Only a smattering of the images he selected had anything particularly to do with soap. He took a draft to his boss and suppressed a wince while sliding it over. But his boss seemed preoccupied and didn't notice. He just jotted some minor edits on the printout, handed it back to Said with a wistful smile, and said, Send it out. Something about his expression made Said feel sorry for him. He wished he had done a better job.